Myrtle Beach is the beach. 60 miles of bright sand, water, and a wealth of wonderful music playing day and night. You can step into a simple beach bar and discover a surprising level of exciting musical talent. A place to kick back and groove to the enticing soundtrack of the most unexpected vacations around. With nothing but good vibes floating through the warm ocean air. Plan your own music-filled trip to America's Jukebox at visitmyrtlebeach.com. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. And now, and now, prepare yourself for the only talk radio show you'll want to turn up. Crank this thing. Sirius XM Pandora presents the place where your hard rock and metal voice can still be heard. Unfiltered, uncensored, say whatever you want. Hit the record button. Anything can happen, you know. I know that ain't nobody out there came to be mellow tonight, now did you? I say, I say there ain't nobody. I say there ain't nobody not out there that even wants to be a little bit mellow, now is there? This is the Trunk Nation Podcast with host A. Trunk. Hey folks, what's going on? It's Eddie Trunk and welcome to the latest episode of the Eddie Trunk Podcast. New episodes every Thursday, wherever you get your podcast. Thank you for subscribing and listening around the country, around the world. Appreciate you doing so. As I tell you every week, all the interviews you hear in this podcast happened live on my daily Sirius XM radio show called Trunk Nation, which you can hear Monday through Friday live on volume channel 106, 2 to 4 p.m. Eastern time, nightly re-airs, 10 to midnight Eastern, anything you want, anytime you want, Sirius XM app. If you are listening to this podcast and you can get Sirius XM and you're not listening that way, you are getting a tiny, tiny, tiny fraction of what I do on a daily basis on the radio. So please come on board and join me on volume each and every day. We got a good one for you. This one took place, I guess, about three weeks ago. And it took place in my home in Las Vegas, where I was visited by Wolfgang Van Halen and Mark LaBelle. Mark, of course, the lead singer of the band Dirty Honey. I was doing some shows from my Vegas place, and the guys came by and uh, dropped in on me, and we had a great conversation. They were about to do, the, I believe, the second or third show of their tour together, which has been out there now for a while, the Young Guns Tour. And I appreciated them coming by and sitting in with me for an hour on my show that day. So I thought I'd bring you that conversation. Two of the emerging rock bands that are giving me a lot of reason to be excited for the future of rock. The Mammoth WVH record is real good. And the Dirty Honey record's real good. I've been on board with both of those artists really since day one. And I think it's great that they've teamed up and gone out on tour together. I hope more artists do that. I mean, I really think that it's great when the younger artists can come together, their strength in numbers, get other, you know, their fans in front of another band's fans that, you know, they may also like cross-pollinate, you know, keep the scene going. I think that's really important. And I think it's great that they're touring together. And I uh, wanted to uh, give you this interview to reinforce that a little bit about what they're both doing and their stories and how they've gotten to where they've gotten and what's going on with them coming up next. So get ready for Wolfgang Van Halen, Mark LaBelle of Dirty Honey, co-headlining the Young Guns tour, dropped by my Vegas home a few weeks ago, and we did about an hour of radio, which you're about to hear as this week's podcast. Uh, upcoming uh, appearances for me that I want to mention for you uh, or to you, which you'll find on the homepage of eddytrunk.com, include West Hollywood, California. I've got a weekend of LA in LA coming up in April, April 22nd, hosting a show with Shark Island at the Whiskey. April 24th, I'll be just up the street at the Rainbow, hosting the 50th anniversary party at the Rainbow Bar and Grill with performances by Stephen Piercy, Steel Panther, and more. April 30th, I'll be in Tulsa. Looking forward to being back in Tulsa at the BOK Center, hosting Megadeth, Lamb of God, and In Flames. 
May 1st, just announced, I'm at the Dallas International Guitar Festival, Market Hall in Dallas, John Five, Frank Hannon, Paul Gilbert, among the artists performing that day. And on May 21st, I'm in Houston hosting Ace Freely at Warehouse Live. Uh, more dates, more appearances, all on the homepage of my website. Quick note on the Dallas Guitar Festival, I'm only there on the Sunday, May 1st only, not the other two days. So if you're coming out to say hello, keep that in mind. I should be there from early afternoon until the end of it on that day on May 1st. Also follow on social media at Eddie Trunk, Twitter, Instagram, fan page on Facebook for up to the second news, info, and updates. And at the time you're hearing this podcast, I'm actually going to be at South by Southwest uh, going there for the first time ever. I'll be there to do a panel for the premiere of the Dio documentary. I'll be attending the premiere of it one week. For, well, actually, if you're listening to this on post day tonight and then doing the panel the next day, it's not open to the public unless you are attending and have credentials for South by Southwest. But if you are, I'll see you there and it should be a great event. And I cannot wait to see the film. I'll tell you more about it on the radio. And of course, uh, here when I can on the podcast as well. So there's a little update on what's going on in my world. Again, listen on the radio every day. If you have Sirius XM, I hope you, if you don't, I hope you come on board two o'clock Eastern every day for the daily trunk nation here on the podcast, a little taste of some of the interviews and what goes on on that show today. Mark LaBelle of dirty honey, Wolfgang Van Halen of mammoth WVH live from my home studio in Las Vegas. That's what we have for you this week on the Eddie trunk podcast. Myrtle Beach is the beach. 60 miles of bright sand, water, and a wealth of wonderful music playing day and night. You can step into a simple beach bar and discover a surprising level of exciting musical talent. A place to kick back and groove to the enticing soundtrack of the most unexpected vacations around. With nothing but good vibes floating through the warm ocean air. Plan your own music-filled trip to America's Jukebox at visitmyrtlebeach.com. Who doesn't love a classic chocolate chip cookie? Famous Amos has been making them since the 70s, 1975 to be exact. With semi-sweet chocolate chips and a satisfying crunch, it's everything classic in one bite-sized cookie. And fans couldn't get enough. That's right. You'll find our original recipe, the one you know and love, in every bag of Famous Amos original chocolate chip cookies. Find Famous Amos anywhere you buy your favorite snacks. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Let's get to it right now. We go to my Vegas place. Mark LaBelle of Dirty Honey, Wolfgang Van Halen of Mammoth WVH, early into the Young Guns tour. Here's what they had to say. Good to see you guys. Mark LaBelle from Dirty Honey. Good to see you, bro. You too. Likewise. And Wolfgang Van Halen. Good to see you, man. Happy to hear. Happy yeah. to be here, brother. Thank you for doing this on a show day, trekking out to my place. I mean, most people don't like, oh, it's a show day. I got to rest my voice. Both you guys are singers and look at you doing interviews on show days. We did have a day off yesterday. We both were excited about that. Yeah. For the did you have the day here off? No, we were in SLC. Or I was. Oh, okay. What about we you? Were, we we came in yesterday, like afternoonish. You were here yesterday. Yeah. You didn't text me. We could have gotten all kinds of trouble last oh, night. Jeez. I didn't know that you were been, here. Uh, yeah. No. We um just like it was nice to like sleep in a bed. Yeah. 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 Know, yeah. Get some rest. So the Young Guns are here. That's what this tour is being called, the Young Guns tour. We talked about it. We had you guys both on on Zoom talking about this. What are we, like four shows in now? Something like that? This will be the fourth, fourth show, yeah. Tonight will be fourth. Mm -hmm. How's it gone so far for you, Wolf? Oh, it's been killer. Man. Yeah. It's been a good time. Yeah. Now, you're down a guy. You're down our, our mutual friend here and our, 
our Vegas buddy, uh, Frank Sidoris. <laughs> but you didn't, I was talking to Frank because I saw him a couple weeks ago in LA. We did a thing with Slash and uh, I did a thing with Slash. Of course, he was there. And uh, yeah, he's out with Slash now. So tell me how you handled that because you didn't replace him, right? No, I mean, uh, that's how we did, uh, you know, when he got in that unfortunate car accident. We did that that yeah. run after the, uh, the Guns N' Roses opening run. We did that as a four piece, like as an emergency. Mm-hmm. Um, but then since he was out with Slash, um, we decided to just lean into that four piece. And I think we're stronger than we've ever been. So that once sounds we get, like Frank's gig once is we in get, trouble. No, no, no. Once we <laughs> Wait, get Frank back, <laughs> once we get Frank back, we're, we're going to go freaking Super Saiyan, man. It's going to be nuts. But the reason why I bring that up is because I know when you were first putting this together for a, a live to present it live, it was important to you that you did everything live, which I'm so passionate about live bands being 100% live as both of you guys are. But um, that was a big consideration for you. You were going to add as many people as you needed to to make sure you could recreate what's on the record live. So you you feel you're still being able to do that no problem with oh, as the very, way this is? Very much so. Tell me who's in the band. Tell tell everybody who know who doesn't know the rest yeah, of the band. Yeah, uh, on bass, uh, we got Ronnie Ficaro. On drums, uh, Garrett Whitlock. And on guitar, uh, John Jordan, along with me. Now, Ronnie, Ronnie and Garrett... I think both played with Tremonti, right? No, no. I played bass in uh, in Tremonti. Uh, Ronnie was in a band called I Am Ghost and uh, Falling in Reverse. But Garrett played on Tremonti Records, yes. I know for sure. Is that how you first connected with him? Yeah, yeah. We we connected early on uh, when I joined them on that tour. Gosh, it was like 2013 or something. What a monster drummer that guy is. He's the best. I mean, he's unbelievable. He really is. So... Um, you're feeling good about everything. The, the record's been out for a little while. Obviously, really, now, I know you just came with another single and video. Yeah. But it's really cool to see that that you're now into, what is it, second, third year of working this record. Like, you're not... Oh, it's, it's been what? what I mean, year? the album came out in June, so we're, we're is what, it really? it eight months in, maybe? You know what it is? You put out a bunch of songs before the record actually came out. Dist- so Distance like- came out way back in, uh, what was it, November? of 2020 but there were like three four singles prior yeah, to it was the a long it was release, a long right it was a long guess uh, that's why up. it feels like it's longer or whatever <laughs> but do you feel like the re- like i saw you play here in vegas and you were uh opening for gnr very first rock band to play that building that's right we beat guns and roses because we opened yeah, for that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. so i got to see that show and that was cool because uh first time i got to see you play live but of course as you know first band on in a, in a stadium like that people are kind of trickling in yeah. and all of that do you feel like now that you've been out and you've done your own shows and you guys you're on this tour that this record's really you're really seeing the the, the work pay off like people are really embracing the record and the songs that you made and really knowing them now? Yeah, I mean, surprisingly, they were embracing it when we were opening for Guns. Yeah. The, the, all the crowds have been super receptive and, and, and wonderful. It's it's just been a good time. And we noticed that whenever we did a, a headliner in between the Guns shows, those were the ones that were just nuts. And that's what these are. You know, we're yeah. just having Dirty Honey Mammoth fans just going nuts the whole show. It's amazing. What's this been like for you, man, and the band? It's been awesome. I mean, it's we were obviously opening for for the Crows all summer, so it's nice to get back to headlining shows and playing for you know crowds that are there to see you. And the energy is just he knows like it's completely different than than the opening slot. I mean, the opening thing gets too great every night, but when you walk out in those first thirty seconds of a gig and people are losing their shit because you're walking out, it's it's awesome. So um, right. and we get to watch him every night. So. Right. So you guys are flip-flopping, right? Is yeah. that how it works? Yeah, yeah, I think it's literally equal throughout the whole thing. It's... So who's on first tonight? Uh, we Well, th- it's a little bit different tonight because it's like a radio festival. So I think there's two bands on before us. Yes. Then Mammoth, then Dirty Hunt. Okay, so the first band on. Kevin, what's the first band? You said you worked them too. Yeah, they're not on now. They could, their flights got canceled. Oh, really? Oh, shit. Oh, yeah, there's only one, Wolf. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Breaking news <laughs> right here. Usually the artists are the last to know. All right. So the band, I've heard a lot. We've had calls about this band called The Warning, which are, I think, uh, young girls from Mexico, right? Mm-hmm. From what I, I don't know if you guys are aware of them. No, I haven't heard of them. I, uh, I only became aware of them recently because they like tagged both of us in something that they were coming here. And I was like, What's, what is this? And then I huh. found out what was going on tonight, obviously. And, uh, just watched a video and they're really talented and cool. And hell yeah. 
Can't wait to check it out. Supposedly, they're they're super young and they're from Mexico and they just got signed. Jason Flom signed them to Lava. They just got a pretty a, a big deal. Wow! Uh, but I had people calling my radio show over the last couple months saying, "Hey, you got to check this band out." And then I found out they were added to your show tonight. But outside of tonight here in Vegas, and you mentioned there's a radio convention here in town as mm-hmm. well. So outside of tonight, the the Young Guns tour as it goes forward is just the two of you guys, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. There isn't yep. a third act. Nope. I was going to talk to him about that. Oh, <laughs> I have a question for Wolf after uh, after uh, the interview. <laughs> oh wait, you can't do this on the air. No, no, no. Oh, this is an inside thing. This, this is, is an inside thing. But inside I'll, I'll tell you. I'll tell you. You know, tonight if if um, we're going to do it. But I, I had something for tonight or go. No, no. Just, well, I'm only going tonight, so no, you got to no. do it tonight. <laughs> <laughs> it wouldn't be possible for tonight. <laughs> it's not possible. But yeah, no. I I did want to ask him something. So okay. how does the how does the um, How's it working? Is it alternating? Who closes every other night? Or yeah, yeah, we, so, we we play the same same length set, you know. So it's it's not like one of us is doing an opening set and the other. It's it's just two right. hour long kick ass sets. Yeah. So who's on first tonight? Or uh, you just, not know? He just told you. Oh, you are. Yeah. Okay, and then you guys will close. <clears throat> yes. And then there's the now there's one band before Wolf plays. So I guess the it's the warning, the warning, and then us, and then Dirty Honey. All right, cool, cool. And also now, um, for you, Mark, for Dirty Honey, what's the latest track you're working? Are you working Another Last Goodbye? Is that the track? Another now? Last Time, yeah. What was um, the last time? Yeah, we have uh, something coming out tomorrow um, for that one. And uh, What do you mean, something? A video? Yeah, a little video. It's pretty, pretty, it was a pretty ambitious uh, shoot that we like took on uh, right before. I mean, the only reason we were able to do it was, was because we postponed this tour for... You know, for COVID, uh, about a month, and um, we were able to pull this thing together, and it came out awesome. So I'm pretty excited to see what people think about it. So it's going to premiere tomorrow. Yep. And then Wolf, I know you guys just recently did a video for Epiphany, mm-hmm. right? Tell me about making that. Yeah, it was a good time. We filmed that on the last two headliners of the tour, and it was, I think it was, what was it Raleigh on the Guns tour? Um, yeah, it was a, it's a really good time. It's stri- pretty much a straight up on the road kind of performance. Yeah, you video know, thing. interspersed with us just kind of you know bullshitting around and having a good time. And... But those are never those never go out of style. I don't think. Like if you watch <laughs> Wanted Dead or Alive, it's mm-hmm. still cool. Yeah, it's almost yeah. like it was more for us. I remember when all the guys in the band saw it, they were like, "That just made me happy." Like, yeah, it was just like warm feelies from from that tour. You yeah, know, it was such a good time. I think that video concept always works. It never gets dated. <laughs> it never feels old. The other ones where it's Do like one every decade, you get super. You get super. <laughs> elaborate with stuff yeah. that's the stuff that starts to feel dated real quick but yeah. you never can go wrong with like the joy of being on the road and then the exhaustion at the end of the show <laughs> like you know i think i wanted dead or alive and john bon Jovi falling on the stage and his head against the private plane i'm so tired <laughs> playing to 50 million I, people every night and- i wish we had Private planes to uh, fall asleep in uh, at this point in our careers. At this point, you're going to be sleeping on the sofa tonight, aren't you? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Wolf, you were just saying the first date was Denver, Mm -hmm. and then you went to Salt Lake, and the elevation kicked your ass. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Tell me about that as a singer. You gasping, like, what's going on with the air here? Just you're very lightheaded by the end of the show. Is that right? Yeah. It's not from all the weed in the air? Oh, there was certainly some weed in the air. (laughs) Uh, And that, that certainly may have played a part, but damn <laughs> when you go through denver i you can drive like through on the highway in denver and you smell weed in the air it's everywhere well we both live in california too you got to remember like yeah we're not strangers to that you can land there and smell it as well it's not uh, yeah and it's and like that especially like, if justin's anywhere near you within a mile who oh you're <laughs> yeah your bass player um and it's fully legal oh yeah here there in california so do you guys partake I don't. Um, I don't. I kind of never really. You don't have. inhale. I I used to a long <laughs> a long time ago. It's been like, gosh, like probably seven years. Like it was like high school shit. You know what's crazy <laughs> for me? So I'm 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 old as dirt. I'm 57. Right? I've been doing this shit forever. I've been in the music industry 40 years. Next year, I never did drugs at all. Never <laughs> even smoked weed. But I just recently, in the last year or two, with it being legal everywhere started dabbling in edibles. That, not, that scares me. Why? Because <laughs> you don't know what's going to hit you? Like when you, when you take it and then you're like, oh, I guess I'm on this trip. You can't, you can't, you can't it undo out. it. You can't undo it. <laughs> yeah. With, at least when you have like, like, a, like a joint or something, you can just like barely be like, 
tested. But here's my deal on that, Wolf, and and uh, you guys can relate to this as singers. I hate smoking anything. It Me too. irritates my throat. I don't care if it's a vape. I never smoke cigarettes, a cigar, a joint, anything. The minute I try to inhale something that was burning, it just burns my throat. Oh, yeah. And I also, I make my living yapping. And I was just <clears> like, <throat> you know, I don't want to, you know, I, I feel ripped up and sore or whatever. So that's why I tried the edible thing. And for me, I have notorious issues sleeping because I can't turn my mind off. Oh, it, it helps big time. I can't get my mind to shut off. And I was like, you know what? Instead of popping a prescription sleeping pill, because God knows what that's doing to me, I go in these dispensaries. They actually have formulated for sleep. So I, if I can't, like, especially with time zone changes, I'll knock one back and at least helps me turn my head off a little bit. Because I can't. How do you guys do traveling on the road? Are you are you good sleeping on buses and things like that? I'm kind of a night owl, but yeah, I, bunk sleep is something I very much enjoy. It's like you a, like it's it. It's your own little little cocoon. It's wonderful. So the 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 bus, the movement, the sound, it's good for you. Mm-hmm. I dig it. What about I'm, you? I'm trying to get used to it. This is our first bus tour, so I was gonna um, say you guys were vanning it. Yeah, and... we were we were slumming it. So um, it's an adjustment, but I've heard like it takes about a week. Mm-hmm. But to your point about the edibles, if you want to go the other way, the thing I do like is the like little mushroom chocolates and like kind oh, of opens getting... up <laughs> opens up everything. But I like to do it subtly. I don't like to like seeing like you know gremlin walk across the lawn or something <laughs> i just like you know colors to be a little more vibrant and it's it's cool it's chill so where do you get these they're in they're everywhere now so really Simon is like everywhere but i'm i'm this is not something i do with any regularity this is like okay so what you're saying is you do this all the time all yeah. the time <laughs> yeah no i don't it's just that you know you got to pick your spots but yeah you can definitely go on a nice ride of a really good time if you're um you know, if you're but to Wolf's sort of point, thing. isn't that even harder to undo? Like if you start seeing the gremlins, you take the wrong thing. <laughs> well, no, you know, they're they're like super. It's kind of like weed now. They're very regulated. And can I go to the dispensary and buy it up the street? I don't think they're legal. But... <laughs> <laughs> trying to get me in trouble over here. <laughs> but yeah, you can get them. They're awesome. So I'll come to the show tonight all hopped up on shrooms. You would literally have the time of your life. I'll be like, Mark's the best singer in the history of the world tonight. <laughs> Look at this fucking guy's you'll killing just be, it. You'll just be smiling. It, music really like is the perfect thing for it. It's it's awesome. Yeah. So what are you about? You, so, so you're getting used to your first time being on a bus. You're like Rockstar now, man. You're, yeah, it's crazy. It's uh, it's Because really... even with the Black Crows, you were like <clears throat> driving in a – you were like – would you have a van or something? We had a van and uh, we would like fly between like really long drives and our tour manager, thank you, would uh, would would take the hit on those. But, you know, they were very, the crows were super good to us and super accommodating. So they made it pretty easy yeah. and, and it wasn't a ridiculous travel schedule. Like there were a couple, like there were only a couple really bad drives. Um, but yeah, with the bus, it's really nice to just have somewhere to go if the green room is shitty home base yeah, yeah it's really yeah, nice yeah so um talking about the crows tour that was a great spot for you obviously having the opportunity to do that and i think the audience from and i went to mm-hmm. one of the shows i mean the audience really reacted to you as well did you feel that did you feel with as that tour progressed and as you got out there in front of their audience more and more people were like coming on board to what you were doing did you feel you were getting new fans yeah. off of it yeah for sure and and definitely when I really noticed it at Red Rocks. It was like, it was a packed house. And, and I know you've talked about this a couple of times. Like there were definitely a couple of shows where it's pretty packed when you walk out there. And by the time you're finished with your set, it's, it's full. And there's definitely select cities where the buzz was higher than others, but you could feel the momentum as we went. Yeah. And you guys had a long set. You did an hour. Yeah. I mean, I think there was even a drum solo. There was a drum solo, guitar solo, bass solo. No opening yeah. act. That's a drummer. That's only because your first record has eight songs on it. That's <laughs> exactly. all you have to play. Well, that too. <laughs> that too. That helps. But no, they like doing it. You know, it's a it's a throwback sort of thing to feature everybody. And, you know, they're good enough musicians to handle the spotlight on their own. And, you know, I think it's a good thing to showcase them, like, as well. And Wolf, coming off of doing the GNR dates, I mean, I imagine that had to just be... Uh phenomenal experience i would think right it was absolutely crazy <laughs> did you get some interaction with any of the guys well i know you know slash and the guys but did you get to, you, you, you i think you told me you saw axel there was an axel yeah, moment I, I, right I had, a, I had a moment with each of them they were, they were all very cool with axel yeah 
And when, can you talk about that moment? Like when yeah, you saw, no, uh, I just that's like seeing the unicorn. You know, you just... <laughs> no. I just remember Axel uh, came up to us after. I think it was MetLife uh, in New York, um, and he just walked up to me, and I was like prepared to be like, "Hello, Mister Rose." Like, <laughs> and he was like, "Wolf," and he gave me a huge hug, and he and he said that he loved the uh, "Don't Back Down" video, which was crazy to think oh. that he even saw it. Um, but yeah, no, he was. Just very kind, super cool, and so was everybody on that tour. Yeah, and you guys had a good set too. I think you you guys had a. It was, it was depending a, on on how much time we had. It was either like a thirty five or a forty five. Right, but back in the day, um, meaning five six years ago, it would not have been uncommon for somebody on the wings of the stage to be motioning to you, <laughs> saying, "Play another hour." <laughs> you heard those stories, right? Oh yes, I. He, Axel, from what I I witnessed, is is a, a, a changed man compared to those rumors. I Completely heard in the past, yeah. Completely, but he was the like I went to a lot of those shows, and I had a lot of friends that were in those versions of those bands, and I have a lot of friends that were in the opening act on some of those shows, and it was not uncommon for somebody to be waving their do arm, it all again. Do you? <laughs> and when like when one I forget what band it was like, we only have one record, and they're like play it again from the top. <laughs> it's like because he wasn't going to be going on to like midnight. And I did a thing. I did a thing, dude. I did a thing with him in Miami. Uh, this was maybe. We were doing my TV show. We went down there to try to get Axel to do the TV show. And we got down there and they kept saying, he's going to come at like 3.30 and, and do it. And then you guys can watch the show. And then we're flying home the next day and we're going to get him. We're going to get him. And I was never forget. I'm standing in the ramp, Miami in the American Airlines Arena. And here he comes walking down the ramp and he sees me. He waves. He's holding his dog. I was like, holy shit, this is actually going to happen. Like the way it's supposed to happen. They go on at midnight. He still doesn't come over. <laughs> Two o'clock. Wow. They're on stage till three in the morning, still playing. I'm like, we got to get out of here. This is not going to happen. We're not leaving until Axel leaves the building. So, I, so my producer grabs me. He's like, let's go down there by the dressing room. See what the fuck is going on. We go down there at four o'clock in the morning, backstage at the arena. We open the door to that their side of the building. It was like a scene from Almost Famous. People sitting on road cases, cigarette smoke, empty beer bottles. You guys still here? There, he's like, oh, yeah, Axel's going to come over and do it. We shot at like 5 in the morning. Wow. If you've ever seen the show, I can barely keep my head up. That's, we were up like 24 hours. That's hilarious. It's crazy. But that's how he did it back then. And I felt bad because all the people who were vendors, like selling the beer and the hot dogs, they're back in the hallway. It's like 3 o'clock in the morning. They're like, when is this motherfucker going to stop playing? I actually heard people saying that. It was nuts. Yeah. But now he's Mr. Punctual. Like, even I went to Dodger Stadium and went on early. Mm-hmm. It's it was it's just crazy, but yeah, you got you got a good spot there, Wolf, because you had a lot of pressure on you. Otherwise, yeah. tell me what's coming up for you uh, with with Mammoth as far as uh, obviously just continuing to work the record. But yeah, we got a busy busy year ahead of us. What's after this? Uh, I think we're trying to find some time this year to to get back in the studio and do another album. Um, so, I mean, I don't want to guarantee anything, but I, I'd like to. Get that done as soon as possible. You, this record was a, a long time in, in yeah, but finally was, coming you know, out. I was trying to figure out what I was through that whole process. Right. You know? And uh, now that I know what this is, I think I can <laughs> crunch those five years into a much smaller <laughs> couple months. Right. That's what I, my point was. Clearly, there was a lot going on dealing with your dad, dealing with trying to figure out what you're going to do with this and all of that. Mm-hmm. But now that that is, uh, now that you are up and running with this and established it, I imagine how you're going to put stuff out is going to roll a lot more. That's the hope. Yeah. But do you have a lot of stuff written? Oh yeah. I'm very ready to get back in the studio. Have you recorded already anything? No, no, I have, uh, you know, we have some leftover tracks from the first album that I'd like to take another look at and maybe add stuff or maybe redo entirely. Um, and then a bunch of new ideas I'm stoked to get into. Are you kind of guy that's always writing even on the road or do you have to like, I'm going to take a week off and just write. How nah, does it I'm work the kind of you? guy where it's just if something hits me, I'll re- re- record it on my phone, and and there you go. There's an idea. <laughs> but when do when do you when do ideas come to you generally that hit you? Anytime. You're not like sitting right here. You could be sitting here and be like, if I had a guitar in my hand, yeah, probably. Wow. And you do you ever are you ever the guy that wakes up in the middle of the night and yeah. I got like you dreamed something and or, I've recorded because I've heard sometimes there or there's sometimes where. I'll be so tired, but I have an, I, there was one time where I had an idea in my head and I was trying to transpose the notes in my head. So I, and then write it down. So I didn't have to go up, go to my studio and record something. <laughs> and it, it didn't turn out that well, but it was a, a nice attempt. 
to me, the art of writing songs, <clears throat> as someone who's not a musician and just a fan, to me is the most fascinating thing. Because it's just, rightly or wrongly, I always felt like there's a million great musicians go to Guitar Center, there's a million great guitar players. There's, But the I, ability to craft great songs that stick in people's heads, that stand the test of time that people love, and how you get there, and, and talking to musicians over the course of my career, it's different. Like some are like, I got to go into writing mode, shut the world out, and I sit in my studio. And others, like Wolf just said, they're like, hey, it just might hit me and I knock it out. How's it work for you, Mark? It's really any sort of way, like... This new one was just a quarantine baby. Like I was playing along some stone stuff and the guitar happened to be tuned to open G and bam, like the whole thing just came out in a 15 minute spurt. And then there's other times like rolling sevens is just an idea. John was playing on the guitar. The whole band was in the room. We got to the chorus, didn't know what to do. And some, I think John was like, just sing along to the riff, you know, and I was like, oh, that sounds pretty cool. I didn't like it at first at all honestly. And then, um, it turned out to be awesome and totally something that I love. So it just, but the spark can come anywhere. That's, you know, we could be sitting on the bus. I could be riding a motorcycle. I could be doing anything. And yeah, there's a million examples on my phone of me just humming something into the phone. The big difference between the two of you guys in this department though, is with dirty honey, you mentioned John, your guitar player. It's a collaborative thing with Wolf. He's a one man operation so he doesn't have to like you just said john gave you something i don't like at first i'm sure that's a discussion and a debate or whatever no, i argue with myself you are who usually wins that wolf how does that work wolf usually wins exactly. there was five wolves in the don't back down video so. there was exactly right you do argue with yourself in the video for sure yeah wolf's got some good ideas but wolf usually ends up winning. <laughs> But do you need, do you need like as a as a guy who writes all the stuff, sings it, plays everything on the record? Do do you have an outside voice or two that you trust? That Elvis Basquet, my your producer. producer, he's the one who 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 reins me in, and he'll be like, because when I'm entrenched in it, you know, you can't see the forest through the trees. But you know, when I have Elvis there to kind of steer me in the right direction and and know if I'm you know digging in the right place, he's 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 really the other half of it. And you had told me that he helped you a lot getting a great confidence as a singer, right? Yeah, he's the, he's, he, knew it, he knew I could do it before I did. And how do you feel now singing every night? Like beyond being in Denver and not being able to breathe? You yeah, know, I, just, I, do you I have a regimen or how do, how do you, you have confidence every night? Yeah, I, I just I think I can do it. It's really more of a, a brain thing than anything. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. How about you, man? How are you holding up? You've been hitting it hard for a while. <clears throat> Pretty good, I think. Um Last time I saw you, you sounded better than ever. I mean, it was crazy. He's, yeah, seriously. No, he's killing it. Him too. It's it's like I told the band, his band the other night, I was like, you guys are literally record perfect. Like every night. It's it's pretty I don't I don't know many bands that are like that. Miles Kennedy is probably the closest thing to it that I would you know, that I would recall from recent memory that's like that amazing. And um Ronnie's always killing it on the harmonies and like the band is really good. We're definitely not that tight like at all. He's no, they are. I think you are too. <laughs> I, I don't know. But uh, yeah, in terms of holding up, you know, you just got to take care of yourself and get rest and you can't, you can't go out and like slam tequila till six in the morning every night and do cocaine. We're not going to do that tonight. Dead. We're in Vegas. Man. <laughs> I told you, and then, you know, was it Thursday? <laughs> it's Thursday. It's close enough to the weekend. If we had a night off, you know, maybe, but it's the weekend Eve. No, you, exactly. As a singer, you, if, if you want to be good and we, we both sing really high. So it's, um, yeah, dude, what is this? you, you got to be rested to hit those notes. For Half sure. the time I'm like, why the fuck did I write this? <laughs> well, yeah, that's exactly. just it. The painting yourself, the proverbial painting yourself in the corner. Well, no, and I have so many moments where it's like, I remember when we were recording, my, my uncle Pat was there. Uh, who's in the room with me right now. Uh, it was like, anytime I would have, have trouble recording something with Elvis, I'm like, dude, how the fuck am I going to do this live? And he's like, that's a problem for a future wolf. <laughs> a future wolf. <laughs> You gotta clone yourself now, and or something. that future wolf is the wolf I am right now. <laughs> right, exactly. And I gotta fucking figure it out. Yeah, well, I've it is weird. You can figure it out, though. I feel like if you if you push yourself in the studio, there are, something happens with the body where you can get there to be able to do it every night. It's it's very yeah. strange. I didn't think I could do the when I'm gone scream every single night. Oh, but, same. I didn't think I could do the end of horribly right every yeah. night, but it, it's just it, it just, just kind of happens. Yeah. But you guys are. But we're talking and. 
when the 55-year-old wolf is touring and has to do that. <laughs> that's a problem for a future which wolf. Is, which, is then, which is then a classic song, and that's like the big but song. But you tune it down, you know, two and a half steps. <laughs> well, you know, Mark just made a point. He said record perfect. Record perfect and keeping it real because unfortunately there's a lot of bands out there that are actually playing yeah, to their yeah. freaking record. Yeah. So thankfully you're not Yeah, it's not, not record perfect. That. It's just record. <laughs> yeah. Well, you're exactly right. So you know what I'm doing. You know, I'm starting my own band. I think I told you guys this. Did you I are. tell you guys this? No. Oh, no. you don't know about this? No. You're going to be Aerosmith, Led Zeppelin, The Rolling Stones. Oh, I got a just, whole plan. You're a DJ. <laughs> Maybe you guys want to help me out with it too because you guys definitely could qualify. So I'm starting... if. And again, I'm not going to go on. We're going to get calls and stuff. I'm going to get a crazy soapbox about this. But anybody knows I am on a huge soapbox about it because it's a fucking problem that has to be stopped. And that is bands faking it. Bands playing the tracks and this bullshit that's going on. And it makes me nuts as a fan. Oh, man, they sounded amazing. I didn't know half the shit was on a Pro Tools rig. It's like you got to be kidding me. And then a band like you guys will come out there, pour your hearts out, put all this work in. Oh, they're faking it. Yeah, they sounded okay. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, come on. So I said, if this shit keeps up, I don't have an ounce of musical talent. I can't write, I can't sing, and I can't play anything. But if seemingly nobody cares because nobody else is and they're going to buy tickets, I'm going to go out on tour and I'm going to do a band. I'm going to call it Eddie and the Tracks, and it's going to be completely transparent that it's completely fake. Mm -hmm. But if nobody else cares that half the bands are doing that, why can't I do it? And I already got pro musicians who said they'd write the songs, They'd sing the tracks. They'd make it for me. I'll just get like a nice outfit or whatever, and I'll get a cool looking guitar. It doesn't even matter if it's plugged in, and I'll, it th- the mic doesn't even have to be on until I'm talking to the crowd. And I'm going to just be like, you know, a rock star. Out of principle, it's that easy, I isn't just, it, guys? No, out of principle, I can't support that. I just, <laughs> what is that? I won't be buying it. You can do it. I just you won't, won't buy come? a ticket. I won't buy a ticket. I'll put you on the list. All right, put me on the list and I'll check it out because I would like to see you in a suit with a guitar strapped around your neck. I want you guys to cut vocals for me. You okay, won't, you fine, won't be fine. on the tracks? Fine. I'll be on the tracks. All right. See, I already got some cooperation. Wolf, you make a song or two for me? I'll hold the mic. <laughs> All right. So listen, here's what we're going to do. Uh, before we go to a break, and then we'll take some calls because everybody wants to say hello to you guys real quickly. Um, current stuff, you got, you did, Dirty Honey, did a great thing for uh, with a cover of Prince. Mm-hmm. Let's go crazy. And you did that, what, at the hockey? It did on a Frozen game? Lake. Yeah, Frozen Lake in Duluth, Minnesota. How'd that come about? I think the uh, the producer was a fan, and I'm obviously like pretty intertwined with just hockey in general. And um, he he we just kept coming up on like podcasts. There's there's two podcasts that like we're mentioning Dirty Honey, and they're pretty big hockey podcasts, Missing Curfew and Spitting Chicklets. And he listens to them both, and he was like, "This is just they just keep coming up, and there's this opportunity to do something with the NHL and." What do you guys think? You know, the Winter Classics in Minnesota. We'll do an ode to Prince. And um, once it came down to like the music and picking a song, and it was really, to your point, like how do we make this song unique, you know, to Dirty Honey? And, and once we got the hook into that, we were, we were off and running. Yeah, you guys definitely did a cool version of it. And Wolf, although you didn't record this, I saw just recently you started doing a cover live, right? Mm-hmm. Tell us about that. It's not a Van Halen cover. It's not. No, it's not. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's just something we were playing uh, during rehearsal, you know, and it was just a good time. And uh, Allison Chains, then Bones, right? Yeah. And it just uh, turned out to be a really fun thing, you know, and the song is so short. So if people hate it, it's like, fuck, you know, just wait for a minute and a half and it'll be over. It's a tough song to hate. (laughs) It's two two and a half minutes long. Yeah, I don't know how you can hate it, but but still, it's so short that it's like. (laughs) Can you do one thing that would be really fun? You mentioned doing a Van Halen cover just to fuck with people, play like a note of eruption, just to send people insane. <laughs> you got, you got, you got to be tempted to do that on stage one night, just to fuck with people, just to get. Because I know I love how you go back at people on social media. It would be so good if you did that. Like just, just two notes of eight talking about love, just to freak people out. What do you think <laughs> would happen, Wolf? You'd set, you'd break the internet. I think people would cheer and then immediately be upset. Upset? <laughs> oh, because you'd stop Cause after I'd two- stop right away. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, um, are you? You don't plan to record any covers, right? Nah. Just doing it for fun. Yeah. I mean, if nah, I, I, I wouldn't plan on doing that. Anything else you'd like to do live from any other band that you've toyed with? Not really. No, it's just that for now. Who threw them bones at you? You just? Uh, I did. I threw. You it just out. was like, yeah. I want to 
Just do so, this? Yeah, I love Allison Chains. All right, cool. Yeah, well, who doesn't, for sure. Before we grab a few phone calls for the guys, um, Wolf, a quick thing I wanted to hit you with, mm-hmm. and I couldn't believe this the, the other day. It's amazing. It's been 10 years. But someone called in and told me 10 years since a different kind of truth came out. Mm-hmm. What are your memories of making that record? And uh, in the 10 years since it's been out, your thoughts about it? It was a it was a great time. I think my it it took a long time to work up. We started working it up in two thousand nine, um, where we did uh, "She's the Woman," "Bullethead," and "Let's Get Rockin'," which became "Out of Space," and that was kind of like our proof of concept of like, hey, let's let's rework some old shit and see how it's how it'll sound. And it was really great. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I really think it's a really good record. And in some ways, I feel like it's kind of underappreciated. I really do. When that record came out, uh, I'll be honest with you, the only song I didn't like from the record was this, the lead single, Tattoo. It was just, you know, I, I, was, I, I wanted like, you know, something raging coming out initially. But outside of that, I mean, even stuff like Stay Frosty kind of reminded me of Ice Cream Man and all that. I'm like... There's this real. I thought that record should have been like huge when it came out in terms of airplay and hit singles and all of that. Was there some? Was there any disappointment among you or, or the band that it didn't connect on a bigger level? No, I you know I think it was very much a, a, an album for the fans. Like yeah. it's the you're not going to expect to hit new people with 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 a, a, a quote unquote reunion record. Um, but yeah, no, I, I was happy to see how it was received. All the, the a lot of diehards really seem to love it. Yeah, no, I don't mean that. I just meant it was like there should have like it should have been like two or three songs that are just you know modern classics. That because I felt it was that strong when I had heard it. But was it your idea to mine the old stuff? Uh, it was kind of a collective, you know. I I, I I thought it was probably the best idea considering just you know the writing style uh, had sort of changed over the years. So looking back at older stuff would yeah. probably kind of rekindle that sort of style. Yeah. Um, and I think it turned out pretty well. I was at that Cafe Wa show, their launch show. That was a good what time. a scene that was. Do you know about that, Mark? No, I don't know about so that. So they did a, a well, Wolf, explain. Yeah, because... we played this place called Cafe Wa, which is what holds like 300 people. If that. Little basement in Greenwich Village. Yeah, New York. Yeah, yeah it was uh, it was fun. We played, uh, I can't even remember how long of a set we played. It was pretty short. About, about but 45 to an hour, yeah. I think. Yeah, I'm, I'm using uh, um, Dad's pedal board. Uh, that he had built for that show because it was much smaller. Oh, you're using it now? Yeah, well, I'm using like the 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 board itself, and I put my own pedals on it. Yeah, but uh, yeah, so I, it's fun to carry that with me. The connection was that I guess David Lee Roth's uncle, uncle, uncle Manny or something, owned this club, this legendary little spot mm-hmm. called Cafe Wa. And they thought it would be the, you know, the ultimate underplay to have Van Halen play literally maybe 300, maybe. Yeah. And I remember there was no elevation on the stage. It was literally like a basement. So people were like standing on, I was standing on like a tabletop. You're just trying to see over the people. There was not, it was not, it was like a piece of plywood, right? <laughs> it was crazy. And it was like super tight and packed and it was pretty much all industry that got invited to it. And then I remembered when we went, when we left, like a text hit everybody that you guys announced the tour mm-hmm. for that. So it was like a, you know, it was a marketing thing, but it was, I mean, to see Van Halen in a basement, yeah. you know, as best you could see him because it was just, there was no stage elevation. You're right. just trying to look over people's shoulders. And <laughs> I've been to that spot before. Um, yeah. Isn't that like the, the Hendrix place in New York? And uh, yeah, I think Hendrix may have played there, but the connection for Van Halen was definitely Dave's uncle. uncle or something, and he had grown up going there or something, so there was some some connection there as well. All right, and the last thing I wanted to ask you about, Wolf, a press release came out about this today. I don't know if you're even aware of this. I'm assuming you are, but the first six records being re-released, are you aware of that? <laughs> they don't talk to you about any of this? Uh, you know, that maybe that that's probably already been underway. And I get emails. I'm like, oh, oh, yeah, okay, and sure. I mean, I'm so entrenched in Mammoth World, but yeah. you know, Al's the one who handles all the. You know, I'm there as the, to to help, but Al's the he's the guy. So Alex is steering the Van Halen stuff and what does and doesn't happen. He always has been. Yeah, but this uh, Mobile Fidelity is putting out some super deluxe reissue remasters and super audio CD vinyl. Of the first six records, press release hit today. So cool. See if I can get you a copy, Wolf. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So um, Wolfgang Van Halen, Mark LaBelle here. Let's get 
Let's get a couple phone calls here for the guys right now in our remaining moments. Let's say hello to, how about we start with Kendall. Kendall's in Cleveland, and Kendall is joining us first up here on Trunk Nation. What's going on, Kendall? Hey, not much. Thanks for taking my call. Hey, I hope you guys are both doing well. I look forward to both of your futures. I enjoy both of the catalogs. Mark, I got the fist bump you long ago when you guys opened for Slash and Miles in the uh, Cleveland, Ohio area. Um, I'm curious. Uh, was it a good fist bump? Was there a little something behind it? Or was it just <laughs> well, kind of well, like, yeah, hey, hey nice hit, to see you. It was before they got hit to the meet and greets because they were doing the, their own merch table. So that's how long ago it was. The fist bump thing, but, which um, is common now. Hold on, Kendall. The fist bump thing, which is a, a thing now more than ever because of COVID and who doesn't shake hands. But you know what? You know what you got to be careful about with that. Doing fist bump with some of you rock guys that wear these giant rings and jewelry. What do you got on there? Oh, that's... Titanium ring. <laughs> yeah, you just get, you get beat up on your hands. I can't wear rings. Me rings neither. freak me out. I mean, I can't wear watches, anything. He's, you got one on your middle finger? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's, that's a serious I just get like anxiety taking it off. Me too. I feel claustrophobic with it on. Me it's too. Weird. Yeah. All right. Anyway, Kendall, I'm sorry. What did you want to say? Yeah, not much. Uh, I was just going to bring up Frank since he. Uh... Is in both worlds, sort of, of how I... Uh, Frank Sidoris? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I was going to ask uh, Wolfie, uh, how did he become your guitarist since he is already with Slash and Miles? And um, if both of you have a story of what kind of personality he has, that'd be cool. And uh, I'll oh, let you go. Yeah, Thanks. I mean, uh, Frank and I have been friends for a really long time. Uh, way, way back when I was in Tremonti, we opened for Slash uh, in London. We scared their audience because Tremonti is way heavier than, than Slash's stuff. It was pretty funny. Um, but yeah, I've known Frank ever since then and we've always been really close and we are constantly, I mean, now he, he was one of the first people I thought for the live band. Um, and he was immediately interested. And I mean, we play apex legends like every night <laughs> together. What is that? It's a video game. Oh, is that right? Um, and so, yeah, we're just really tight. Frank's a, a wonderful dude. And so whenever he's done with the slash, uh, run, he's going to join back up with us. Yeah, no, he's a great dude and he's a great friend. We hang all the time when I'm here in Vegas, but he, he, like you said, he's out on the road, but it's fun. And you know, he's a great guitar player. Insane. I, I don't think people realize the guitar player he is because he doesn't play lead guitar in your band. band with Slash. And he's in a band with Slash where he's, <laughs> he's a supporting role. But I went to see him a couple of years ago play at the Viper Room. He was jamming with some people and I was like, dude, I didn't know you played like that. It's like, he's got a whole nother thing that people don't know about. Nah, Frank rules. And nobody realizes like... <laughs> So a few weeks ago, I did this thing with Slash and the whole band, and we're going down the line, and I, I was asking Brent and Todd and Miles everything when they first ever heard Appetite, and uh, and I get to Frank, and I go, oh, shit, you weren't even born when Appetite came <laughs> yeah. out, and Frank, and Slash gets all mad at me, he's like, he was fucking born, he's not that young, and I go, Frank, what year were you born? He goes, 89. I go, Slash, what year? And he was Slash like, fuck, I didn't know you were that young, and Slash was all annoyed. It was really funny, but... Uh, yeah, great dude. So, and it's great that he's being able to, you know, play in both bands. Although it still sounds like he's in, Frank. You're in trouble with Wolf. He says the band sounded better than ever. No, without you, buddy. I'm, no, it's going to be even better <laughs> when he comes back. Man. I'm just busting his balls for sure. <laughs> uh, here's uh, here's Eric in Kentucky. Eric, go ahead. You're on with Wolfgang Van Halen and Mark LaBelle. Hey, um, thanks, Eddie. Um, both you guys are awesome. I get tickets to see you all in Columbus, Ohio in a few weeks. I can't wait. But um, It's going to be Mark, ripping. Yeah. Mark, I don't know if you remember this, but last year, man, that was so fucking awesome what you did in Johnson City. I was the blind guy you came up and talked to in the restaurant. before. Oh, this. yeah, man. Yeah, I remember you. <laughs> yeah. How you doing? so awesome. I'm doing good, man. That was, I just want to say that was so fucking cool. Cause I, I posted on the dirty honey fan group on Facebook that I was coming to the show and I go to a lot of shows by myself and stuff. And I was like, Hey, if anybody wants to come up and hang out, come and say hi. And then I was in this restaurant a couple hours before the show and this guy came up to the table and he was like, Hey man, I want to talk to you. And I was like, who is this? And he's like, it's fucking Mark from dirty honey. And I was like, no way. <laughs> Yeah, it was awesome. awesome. Did he want to bomb uh, anything off of you, or he just, <laughs> <laughs> hey man, my mom's sitting over there, and do you want picking up this check? You know, <laughs> what, Eric? What was yeah. the tune? Uh, was it another last time that we shouted out to you that night, or 
Yeah, yeah. I was going to say that's my favorite song, and I've been bugging the hell out of people with that. Like, I've been calling my local station. I'm like, you need to play another last time. Like, they'll play you when I'm gone. I was like, you need to play another last time. (laughs) (laughs) Eric's out there doing good work for us. Yeah, good for you, Eric. You're you're on the promo trip, man. That's what you need. Thank you. Thanks for calling, man. Yeah, thanks. We'll see you in Columbus. All right. Yeah, see you there, buddy. That song should be huge for you guys. Seriously, if there's any justice, that song should be huge. The minute I heard the record, I'm like, that. that's like crossover, big song written all over. It's a it. crossover one, huh? Yeah, I think so. Big time. I think it should be, that should be Wolf, a big song Wolf for agrees. you. Wolf agrees. So, hey, if, if Wolf and I agree, it's a done deal. It's going to happen. I know, man. right? But no, that's that's a killer track. So hopefully, Thanks, and the video tomorrow, you said, is coming for that, yeah, right? I think that's going to be cool. All right, cool. Myrtle Beach is the beach. 60 miles of bright sand, water, and a wealth of wonderful music playing day and night. You can step into a simple beach bar and discover a surprising level of exciting musical talent. A place to kick back and groove to the enticing soundtrack of the most unexpected vacations around. With nothing but good vibes floating through the warm ocean air. Plan your own music-filled trip to America's Jukebox at visitmyrtlebeach.com. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. All right, we're back. A few more minutes left to go here on uh, Thursday edition of Trunk Nation Live from Vegas. Wolfgang Van Halen, Mammoth WVH, Mark LaBelle, Dirty Honey sitting in with me. A few more phone calls right now for the guys. Again, at 844-686-5863, 844-6-Volume. The Young Guns Tour has begun. The fourth show is tonight in Vegas. And again, just check your local listings and see if there's a date coming your way. Uh, There's a bunch of shows. They're all listed on the website for either band. And it looks like, how long are you guys out with this? You're out for? Like six weeks. Six weeks, something like that. And do you have something lined up already after this that you want to that you could mention? Like, where do you go from this, or that's not revealed yet? I mean, we're both going to Europe this summer. I don't think that's a big secret. Yeah, June um, we, we're opening for Mammoth's opening for Scorpions in uh, Europe. Yeah, uh, Kiss for a couple of dates, and we also just announced one. I'm really stoked about. Uh, we're opening for Guns in Holland. Oh wow! Have you played outside of the U.S. with this yet, Wolf? No, I, I have with Tremonti, but that's the only. You've not taken Mammoth. Over this the pond, the as inaugural, they say. You know, have you gotten any feedback to the record or or vibe as to how they've you know how rock it's been received? Is, rock is bigger over there, so I think it'll be a good time for yeah. sure. Have you guys gone out of the country? Just Canada. So That's far. it. Yeah, so I'm like dying to go to Europe. I mean, I love Europe to begin with, um, and I always like thought this was going to break in Europe first, and it just thanks to a uh, Gorlick, it it took on its own life here before it went anywhere else. So. uh we're certainly grateful for that, but um, yeah, I'm dying to get over there. And I could see how you would feel like this would, Dirty Honey would happen even more so in Europe than here, because historically, bands like Rival Sons and, and exactly. like, Blackstone Cherry all have done way bigger business in Europe than yeah. in the U.S., even though they're an American band. Yeah. Rival Sons was a big one that we looked to um, when I first moved to L.A., and I was like, huh, that's an interesting... It's an interesting thing. They keep going over there, and they don't ever play L.A., seemingly. So um, that was kind of where my head was at, and, and obviously this you know, took off um, before we could get over there. So Yeah, no, I, I love that band, and it, I would like, see them on the cover of Classic Rock, and then I'd talk to people here in the U.S., and they're like, I don't know, you know who Rival Sons are. I'm right. like, oh, my God. And Blackstone Cherry, I think, does arenas in, uh, in, in, in Europe. Alter Bridge, Alter too. Bridge Alter Bridge, too, yeah. Um, and Slash's thing with Miles, Slash told me many times, got traction over there way more than here sure. quicker. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they do arenas, I think, too, over there. So that's interesting. How, how do you, what, what venues are, oh, you're going in supporting slots mm-hmm. for all those bands. So. I think we're doing a couple random headliners in between. Yeah. But yeah, it's mostly kind of like what we did with Guns. Yeah, yeah. All right, let's get a couple calls for the guys before we, uh, we let them get out of here and get ready for their show. Here's Dane in Pennsylvania. Hey, Dane. Hey, thank you for taking my call. This is awesome. Sure, man. Go ahead. 
Uh, so first of all, Eddie, when you start Eddie in the tracks, I'll be I'll be front row. So uh, you got you got <laughs> one guy here that's interested in it. And I'm going to sell a VIP meet and greet. I'm not even going to show up to it. It'll just be like a hologram because it doesn't matter if you're there either. <laughs> Cardboard cutout. <laughs> I got the it'll T-shirt design. I'm going to hire Gorlick to work the lead single. Like who's? It'll be like the Millie Vanilli thing. It's like, well, he's not really on it, but. I don't know. I'm dead serious about trying to do this. And I've got all, all... Could be a cash cow. All my friends that are in bands that actually do play live and love the fact that I'm so vocal about this, they're like, whether they're public or behind the scenes about it, they're like, dude, if you need anything, just let me know. I'll cut a guitar track. I'll send you a, I'll send you a file, a vocal track. I think I need the same singer, though, because I'm going to have to have the same voice, right, on everything? I think it'd be yes. funnier if you didn't. <laughs> exactly. Well, that's a good point. Have a female vocalist on one track? Absolutely. <laughs> Pat can tour manage me. we got a whole team right here. Kevin will do PR. Everybody step up. We're making a statement, Kevin. Come on. I got, I got the dream team right he here in this room. confirmation. He's in. And the beautiful thing is I don't need an ounce of talent to do it because if people are cool with it, then let's go. All right, maybe I can get up and duet with you guys tonight, something like that. I don't know. <laughs> Just run my track. Exactly. That we don't have yet, though. I was on the Monsters of Rock cruise last week, and there was a band that was playing, and again, it'll remain nameless, but it, they were not from America, and they asked somebody to get up and do a Somebody said, come up and do a song. And they go, we can't do it. We didn't load the tracks in for that song. I swear to God, it's brutal. It's, it's madness. It's just crazy. Anyway. Jesus. What was your question, Dane? You got you got me riled up here. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was my point. So that we am successful. Uh, yeah. So <laughs> um, doesn't take much to poke the bear with the big guy. Go well, ahead, Mark. Um, excited to see you in Baltimore. Uh, it seems like Dirty Honey and, and Mammoth have a great relationship. So where did that start? I saw you two bands were popping up on a lot of bills uh, with each other before the tour. And what was your decision to tour together? That was kind of it. We were popping up on radio shows together, and, and we had a show in Columbia, South Carolina on the books, um, you know, where we were going to actually do a feature show of Dirty Honey and Mammoth instead of it, you know, being like a 10-band bill. And it went really well, and, and obviously we're aware of each other's music, and I think um, there's definitely an appreciation from a mutual appreciation here about what each other is doing. So, mm -hmm. um, you know, it seemed like an obvious thing. We, we have the same uh, booking agent. So that made doing this tour a little easier than maybe it would have if, if that person was a different person for both bands. But yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, I love what he's doing. It's a fucking great live rock and roll band. And um, I think he feels the same way. I hope. Yeah, no, but, absolutely. You should have like, heard the shit he was talking about. I know. Right? Here. I know. Just like, I got to be on tour. With I this think we're just guy. we're both we're both you know young rock bands uh, kicking ass, and it just seemed right to team up. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's good. Yeah. It's Is that good, great. Dan? Well, you good? Well, um, will both of you come on stage and, and and jam together at some point during the tour? This is the last we've question talked, that I have. We've, we've, we've talked about we've it. We've talked. That's very much a thing that could could develop over time. But uh, I don't know if we'll Wolf see. heard us rehearsing the song we were rehearsing uh, the other day for solely for him. So we'll see. You were rehearsing a song? We were rehearsing a song. That, with the idea of maybe trying to do this? It wasn't Van Halen. I'm not saying I'm not saying that. <laughs> I'm actually I actually give nothing but Wolf credit for doing what he's doing his thing. Like I remember Absolutely. as you should. What, right right because you could have easily gone such a, a, a you know we were we path. were talking about this last time and I I have the perfect example not to take a little time out of this but No, for sure. If you know people are listening who are interested or people who who hate me who are listening right now too. Um if you come to a Mammoth show and expect Van Halen that's like going to a Foo Fighters show and being pissed they don't play Nirvana. That's a good analogy. That's a good analogy. But what happens if Dave Grohl starts sm playing Smells Like Teen Spirit? You, you know what? I did see them do... They did... Uh, what's the Rick Astley song? Never Gonna Let You yeah, Go. Yeah, they, they, they did that in the style of Smells Like Teen Spirit, and that was the shit. That was hilarious. So you could do... 
you could do never gonna let you go oh, into no you know what i'll do I'll, everybody I'll, wants I'll, I'll do that i'll do that mix uh what is it um where somebody blended imagine and jump together have you ever heard that no i'll do that <laughs> who did that david lee roth no he it's all that crazy mix shit no i think foo fighters actually did that live <laughs> at one point it, shit's hilarious hey what's before we, well, let me get let me get one more quick one in here's steve in tampa steve go ahead real quick hey hey you know me eddie um Hey, first saw Van Halen in 81. Uh, your dad was a big inspiration, 10 times, five with the last three times in Tampa. Please clarify how many songs were derived from demos on a different kind of truth, because I dig that record. I think it's super underrated. Your bass playing was inspirational. I play decent bass, semi bad guitar, but your <laughs> runs on that were freaking awesome. And I know Ed's got about two minutes left, but. Dude, you're and I have the new record. I appreciate it every uh, uh, more times. Every time I appreciate, uh, you know what I'm saying. So, Steve, the question, more the question every is, time I listen. The question is, how many you of have the a great upbringing? You have a great character, Wolfie, for dealing what you dealt with. Thanks very much, Steve. Thank um, you, Steve. So, your question was, well, how many which, of the how songs, many of the songs are, are were derived from original demos? Yeah. Like from back, I'm got the album open right here, and I'll look. All right. uh, Tattoo was down in flames. That was an older demo. She's the woman. Uh, was she's the woman that was an older one uh the bridge had me uh it was the bridge from mean street you and your blues was a new one chinatown was a new one blood and fire was ripley from the 1984 demos uh head was another old one as is was a new one honey baby sweetie doll was a new one trouble with never was a new one out of space was let's get rockin stay frosty was a new one big river was big trouble and beats working was put out the lights so anyone with Mark a different title anyone with a different title seven yeah, so seven, rolling, were demos. seven out of thirteen were older demos, while the other ones were were fresher, newer ones. As is is one of my favorite songs. As is that. is the one Dad played when he was on Two and a Half Men, when he walks out of the oh, bathroom really? and he does a little riff. Oh, really? Yeah. If you if you find that clip, I think somebody I, I talked about. it I didn't on my even know he was on that. Yeah, it was just a really quick quick thing, and and yeah, he he does the beginning riff of As Is, so it was sitting around. So that riff was around, and then you built the song around yeah. it. That's wild. I did not know that. I didn't even know he was on there. But that's a heavy song, too. That's oh, yeah. a really heavy song. That's oh, yeah. really, really is that cool. is that a good enough answer that you're expecting? He's, Steve's gone. Oh, Steve, shit. Steve got all riled up with, you know, a bunch of stuff. Um, I hope that was a good enough answer. Do you have a record deal yet? No. <laughs> I'm talking no. to Mark from Dirty Honey. <laughs> no. Dude, they don't need it, man. They already it's, hit number no, one with their with, with a really song. Don't. Like, it's so badass. It's unbelievable, man. But you've got to have people offering record deals now. Like I said, like, we're... Obviously, very insulated from all that. Um, those calls go to management, and if something is enticing enough, I'm sure I'd hear about it. But uh, I don't think even Didia wants to deal with that. To it's be your honest. manager, yeah. For those that don't know, yeah, I just he I likes know. having you on Dirt Records. I like it, to be <laughs> honest. I don't know. I think he's got a pretty good situation where he's at, Wolf. Um, but yeah, I haven't had any band come knocking on my door and saying like. I love my label so much, man. You got to sign with them. They're the best. And it's just, I've never heard it. You're doing something that's really like people are, you know, going to take, I mean, it's, it's really amazing what you guys have done to get to this point without a traditional label structure. But as I say all the time, in fairness to our friend, Mark Gorlick over there and your management company and your manager, Didia, you, the people around you are sure. vast label experience. So it's not like you're, Sitting there pressing CDs and selling no. out of your trunk. Didier's famous quote was, "I ran, I was, I ran record labels for years." Uh, oh God, what does he say? Your manager yeah, used to run Geffen Records and all that. That's, that's what you're it was talking something about. like him being the, the best label president or something. And uh, so he wants why, two why, commissions. Why, why he wants a label commission. He wants a label. Co <laughs> no, get he ready. Doesn't. He's he hitting you for label and management commission. <laughs> All right, well, we're going to have to wrap up here in a second. In a nutshell, real quick, so far since you've been doing these bands, Wolf, the highlight so far for you with Mammoth WVH, show, moment, what, what's been the highlight? Oh, man. I got 60 seconds. Shit, okay. Uh, uh, I think, I mean, that's not really a band thing, but playing uh, on stage with Guns N' Roses when they asked me to play with them. Oh, yeah, you went out. Yeah, that, was, awesome. that jumps out in my head right away of like, fuck, I can't believe that happened. What about you? Real quick. A moment. Red Rocks. Red Rocks was great. Um, that tour, yeah, I got the call from from Rich to 
jump on stage and play No More No More with him uh, at Soundcheck. That was pretty cool. All right, we got to go. We're going to run out of time. <laughs> Guys, thank you so much. Pleasure, man. Appreciate All you the coming best. by. Thank you for doing this. Thanks to Mark. Thanks to Wolf. Appreciate them coming out to my place and sitting in with me on the radio, especially given in Vegas. It was in the morning, kind of, and nobody likes to do, especially us rock people, likes to do much of anything in the morning. So the fact that they made the trip out to me in Vegas, I appreciate. We had a great conversation and a great hang. And I thank those guys for coming by. I don't know if the time, by the time you hear this, if the Young Guns tour is still happening. But if it is, go out and see it. I had a chance to see it after I spoke to them in the interview you just uh, heard. Had a chance to uh, to see that show that night at the House of Blues in Vegas, and it really was killer. Next Thursday, another all-new dish edition of the Eddie Trunk Podcast. Please join me every day on volume on Sirius XM Channel 106, 2 to 4 p.m. Eastern, 10 to midnight Eastern, anytime on the Sirius XM app. Hope everybody has a great week, and I'll catch you next Thursday for another all-new episode of the Eddie Trunk Podcast. Take care. Myrtle Beach is the beach. 60 miles of bright sand, water, and a wealth of wonderful music playing day and night. You can step into a simple beach bar and discover a surprising level of exciting musical talent. A place to kick back and groove to the enticing soundtrack of the most unexpected vacations around. With nothing but good vibes floating through the warm ocean air. Plan your own music-filled trip to America's Jukebox at visitmyrtlebeach.com. Life is a highway. And on it, there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. So go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour.